We're in a series called Guidance. Let's look in Proverbs 14, verse 12. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man. Everybody say, seems right. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The first two-syllable word that most people will ever say, and they'll use it the rest of their life, do you know what it is? Uh Uh-oh. Everybody say, "Uh uh-oh. And usually, you know, when you hear that or say that, something just went bad or is about to go bad. And so what this verse is really saying to us here, there's a way that seems right. Uh Uh-oh. Seemed right. But listen to me. If it's not quite, it's not right. It's kind of like yogurt. (laughs) Not quite, not right. Okay. And so I eat yogurt. I'm just saying if it's going bad, and especially if the expiration date is like, 2008 or something like that. You probably should avoid that. Uh, But seems right, but it was the wrong way. And we all do that. Sometimes we get it right, but we'll be amazed to find that God helped us in doing that. So there's a way that seems right, but it ended up terribly wrong, which really brings us to this conclusion. We need help. Anybody here admit it today? We need help. We need guidance. We need God to help us in this. And I'm glad to tell you today that God is the God who guides. He is the God who guides. He is present with his people. He wants to be present with his people. We just studied it during uh, Christmas time, but it's for all time. One of his names is Emmanuel, God with us. He's not God who's far off, not just God who's a theory, not God who's some ethereal mist or fog. Um, he's a God who wants to be with his people. That's what all of redemption is about, is God to be connected again with his people. And he is a God who guides. Can you say amen? amen. Now, perhaps the greatest joy, the greatest peace, and the greatest confidence that you can have in life, I'm going to tell you how to find those things. First of all, let me make sure that you want those things, okay? How many of you could use a little more joy in your life? Oh, trust me, you could. I'm looking at you, okay? So, how many of you could use a little more joy in your life, okay? And maybe a little more peace in your life. How about some confidence in your life? Okay, that does not come by you stirring something up. It comes and it happens when you live in this, when you are expecting God's guidance. See, whatever your situation is, if you're, I'm expecting God to help me, and then you experience God helping you, I'm telling you, joy, peace, and confidence will be there in abundance. And I'm going to tell you, out of all the people of the world, it should be noticeable on the, on the family of God, on the children of God. It should be noticeable. I don't care what's going on, and we'll talk about that. But there should be some peace in your life, peace that passes all understanding and guards your your heart and your, and your mind. And then a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. And then a confidence that comes not in your own strength, but a confidence in the Lord. It's a quiet strength that you would have because how great God is. And God, God sees and God knows and God guides and God is with us. Amen. So my job this morning, I sincerely feel the focus of this morning is to raise your awareness so that you, you are fully aware that you, get this, you can fully expect and you should fully expect that God will guide you. You need to know that. You need to live in that expectation that God will guide me. And listen, no matter what's going on, you've got problems, you've got a project, you've got some new initiative, some new brave thing that you want to do. It's po- something positive, something negative, something good, something bad. 
You've got challenges. You've got decisions. You've got difficulties. Hear me on this. No matter what, no matter what, and, and don't miss this part. No matter what is going on in your life right now, there is an answer and there is a path. And God knows the answer and God knows the path. You hear? And if, if God is guiding me, if God is guiding you and there's an answer and there's a path, then there's no need to panic. How many of you are good at panicking though? It's like grandma in the bathroom with three spiders, you know, ah, you know, all kinds of stuff. Something's going to get broken there. We're good at panicking. We've practiced it all our, all our life. And, and you don't have to panic. And I, and I understand that apprehension tries to apprehend you. And the, you get stunned in the moment, but you've got, you've got to realize, hold on, hold on. God is a God who guides. He's my God. He guides me. I'm expecting him to guide me. Whatever's going on right now, there's an there's a answer. There's a, a path. I don't have to panic. I don't have to panic. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the message too. Um, and you don't have to be stuck. If you're stuck in life, we're going, to, we're going to talk about that. And I want you to just kind of weigh that. That Maybe in an area of your life, you're just stuck. And whatever that would be. It might be relational, financial, whatever it would be. Hear me. There's an answer. There's a path. And God knows both. And he's able to guide you in that. Amen? All right. Now, God will never misguide us, but we can miss his guidance. I have. Have you? And... We've got to be very careful, and that's why we're raising this awareness on it. Throughout redemptive history, and I want to call it that redemptive history because that's really everything else finds its, its place within the context of redemptive history, God's story. And throughout God's story, redemptive history, he is a God who guides. He is a God who is present. And I tried to make much of that earlier. He's a God who speaks God is always wanting to speak through his word, through prophets, through different things. God has always wanted to speak. He's a God who's prompting and leading and guiding. He's involved. He's active. He's present. That's the kind of God that we have. In the Old Testament, I want you to remember this and I want you to note this. In the Old Testament, God led, everybody say led. He led uh, Israel through the wilderness. Did God know his way? God knew his way. God led Israel through the wilderness. And do you know what he called them? He called them his children, the children of Israel. And so get this, God led his children. Now go with me, bearing that in mind, go to Romans chapter eight, verse 14. We'll read this in the the new international. And it says, for those who are, help me, led by the spirit of God are the children of God. So here's the deal. The spirit of God leads the children of God, but get this. And the children of God are led by the spirit of God. And so as he guides us, one of the main ways that he does it is through the Holy spirit. We see it real clearly here that the spirit of God leads the children of God. And so Whenever we hear Holy Spirit, that may mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And you just need to know Holy Spirit, good. And so don't make this what this is not. And don't miss what this is. 
The fact that the Holy Spirit would lead the children of God, that the Holy Spirit, y'all with me on this? That the Holy Spirit would guide the children of God. That is one of the unique benefits of being in the family of God. It's also one of the distinguishing marks of being in the family of God. It should be noticeable if Martians were hovering, and I I don't think they are. Uh, I don't believe they are. Uh, if Martians were hovering and were watching and they're kind of doing inventory on who they want to eat or whatever and they're, and they're watching different brands of people, it should be noticeable there's a brand of people, they seem to have peace, they seem to have joy, they seem to have confidence. And we notice this about those people. Something's leading them. Something, someone is leading them in a different way than other people. And again, they've got that peace and they've got that joy and they've got that confidence in their life. I think it is a distinguishing mark. It's it's a sign that we're part of the family of God. You can expect it, again, as a unique benefit. I'm in the family of God. God leads his children. You know, as we talked about, we were in St. Louis area this week for the funeral. And all of Alicia's family, you know, rich heritage in the church and stuff. Um, my family and my brother and sister-in-law are here this morning. We come from a long line of pirates, but uh, ain't it true? Uh, but Alicia's family, all church, you know, I think they just all over. And I mean, seriously, if you knew family history and all that. Well, the thing is, if they're ever all together and there's a piano around, somebody's going to hop on that piano and they're going to start singing. And... And they all sing alike. They all have the same kind of vibrato and stuff. I could pick them out at anywhere. You could get a thousand people set up and say, pick Alicia's family. And I say, let me just listen to them. And I can hear them. And it's a distinguishing mark of the family, you know, that has kind of come up. And in a much higher sense, there's distinguishing things that set us apart that it would be known. Mm, mm. Have you ever been able to pick out other believers and they haven't said a word before? You know, there's a joy, there's a peace, there's a something. And then as we get closer to the life, we'll find out that we have a God who guides us. Y'all say amen on that this morning. And again, you can and you should expect this guidance. I want to raise your awareness today, not so much go into all the mechanics of it all, but the awareness that the Spirit of God leads the children of God. So an important part of that then is that you understand the prerequisite. Who is it that the the Spirit of God leads? children of God. So John 1 12 tells us this. Let's look real quick. John 1 12 says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It's a right. It's a privilege that, that he gives us. And it's to those that believe on him. And if you're not a child of God today, I pray that you will be. Did you know what? It's up to you to believe, to step over that line. And I believe, and then to receive him, to connect with him in your life, to put your trust in him, and then you become a child of God. Well, one of the ways that he leads us is through scripture. And let me talk about this just for a moment. He's wanting to guide us within what are called biblically established guidelines. It's like it's already clear in the word. What, what God is doing when he guides us is he's specifying and he's clarifying his will and his direction for your life. Look at me for this one. That's all you want. I want God's will and I want God's direction for my life. You know, I've, I've, we've got five children. Alicia and I have five children and um, we only got two left at the house. And we've said the worst things our kids have done is to grow up. Stinking grow up and leave us, you know, but uh, 
But I pray for him every morning. I pray for him every night and throughout the day. And sometimes one of my kids will text me, Dad, would you pray for me on this or whatever? But in their transitions and all, and I'm so proud of what God is doing in each of their lives. But as I, as I pray for them, there's things that I would hope and I would want for them. But I always say, God, I want them to find your will. I want them to find your direction because that's the best place. That's the best place for them. God, and, and sometimes you've got to let go a little bit so that, you know, they find themselves in God's will. They find God's direction for their life. And for you, listen to me, that's what you want. That's what you want. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He clarifies and specifies within those biblically established guidelines for you so that you can know where you're going. And so we've got the Holy Spirit of God. Let me read some scriptures that kind of fortify this here. In Psalm 143, verse 10, it says, teach me to do your will. Do you see that? Teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Notice that teach me to do your will for you are my God. So if he is your God, think about it. You're my God. Then you want to be subject to his will. And teach me to do that. And the way he does that is he's going to lead you. May your gracious spirit lead me on on firm footing. Then in 1 John 5, 7, for there are three that bear witness in heaven. Here comes the Trinity, the father and the word. Who is the word? Jesus. He's the living word. Here's the written word, Uh, the word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Notice they, they bear witness together. And these three are one. They're in unity. They agree together. So the Holy Spirit, get this, as the Holy Spirit would lead you, he's never going to lead you to do something outside the will of God. He's never going to lead you to do something apart from the word of God. And so he's always going to connect with the father. He's going to connect with the word. Those three are one. And it's important that you know that. And so if, if you or a friend is saying, oh, I feel like the Lord's leading me to do this. And it's counter to the word of God. You can say you're off. He's not going to protect you and bless you as you robbed the bank, even though you said you would tithe. And then in John 16, 13, it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, watch this, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority because he's one with father and son, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Note this, when he comes spirit of truth and he has come, he will guide you into all truth. Guess what else he'll do? The inverse of that is true too. He will guide you out of all error. So this is important for us to note because guess what? We wander into error sometime. We're wired to be led. You're more easily influenced than you think that you are. And somebody said, well, I'm my own man. I do my own thing. I do, I do whatever I want to do. And then you look at them and their four friends and they're all dressed exactly alike. You know, and then we're so easily influenced and we don't think that we are, but you know, and there are even some other people, not in this service, but in some of the earlier services that are, that are actually gullible. You believe that, but, um, because of that, somebody came up with something called commercials. And so they'll put your, your favorite celebrity or somebody that's pretty or somebody that's handsome and, or smart or whatever. And they'll put them on there and they'll tell you, you got to buy this. You got to eat this. You got to wear this. And if you do, you'll be smart. And if you do, you'll be sexy. And you buy all those things and walk around thinking, you're smart and sexy. <laughs> Who told you you were? I saw it on TV. 
And we're just, we're just easily led this way. And we've got to be careful of this. Paul even talked about the fact that he said, when you were Gentiles, when you were pagans, when you didn't have a connection with God, you know what you did? You were led astray. You were easily influenced and led astray by dumb idols, hand carved things that couldn't even talk. And you got your guidance from them. And so we've got to do a little better at this. So I want to share with you just a couple things to make sure that we're not being led by some wrong things. Look at me. If you are led by wrong things, you're going to end up either doing something at the wrong time or you're going to end up in the wrong place. And so we've got to make sure that we're not led by some wrong things. Let's look at the first one here. And these aren't all of them, but a couple of major ones. First of all, do not be led by offense. Offense. That means somebody hurt my feelings. How many of you ever had your feelings hurt? Y'all are hurting my feelings right now because you won't raise your hand when I ask you to hurt my feelings. Okay. So get our feelings hurt. Somebody crosses us. Somebody upsets us or whatever. And we get offended. And when you get offended, offense, if you're led by that offense, it's going to remove you from a safe place. It's going to remove you before it's perhaps time for you to move if, if you're even to move. There are people who have left their families, left relationships, left a job, left a church, left whatever, because they get offended. An offense is nothing to be led by. We all feel it, don't we? I like to illustrate it this way. Uh, Jesus said in Luke 17, 1, he said, it is impossible that offenses not come, which means this, they're always going to come. So let me go ahead and fill you in. Today, you're going to have opportunity for somebody to hurt your feelings. Probably even before you leave here. Maybe even me. But in the parking lot or at lunch or something, you know, every day you need to know there's going to be opportunity. So I like to think of it this way. There's an offense bus and it's going to pull up in front of your house every morning. (laughs) Come on. And we're so used to be right there because it's just easy to get upset. It's easy to get upset, but what we've got to do is do not get on that bus. Either ignore the bus, or it'll be back again tomorrow. Or this afternoon. Or the offense helicopter, whatever it is. But every day, it's going to be there. And so you either need to ignore it, and it will be back. Or step out your front door and go, y'all go ahead. I'm going to walk today. There's some people ride that bus every day. There's some people live on that bus, like the Partridge family. I mean, they just, they've been on there 30 years. Serious. There's some people been on the offense bus so long that when the devil's not feeling good, they're the assistant driver. Y'all hear me? Now I'm doing a lot to get, to draw you in here. You got to cut it out. When your feelings get hurt, if somebody crosses you, there's more to it than your feelings. It's the enemy trying to circumvent the very direction and guidance of God Almighty to get you out of time, to get you out of place, to get you in a more vulnerable place where you're going to have a world of hurt. It's best to just stay put, stay put, let God guide you, timing, direction, everything else. You cannot afford to be led by a fence. And if you get on the bus, and how many of you still sometimes we, we get on the bus? The other day, traveling even, different things, different times. There's always opportunity. There's always opportunity. Somebody cuts you off in traffic, whatever. There's always opportunity. And you feel like, I'm getting on the bus. <laughs> and I mean to. 
get out of my seat. I mean, it's just, but you can't do it. But if you find yourself on the bus, and I'm going to tell you, it'll take a while to perfect this. But if you find yourself on the bus, get off at the next stop. Or if they've got the little cord to pull for emergency stop, do it. Okay. Kick out a window, get off the bus, stop getting on the bus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Next thing is this. Stop being led by emotions. Emotions change so much. You cannot trust them. And our culture plays with our emotions. You know, in television and everything else, you you all getting this? You cannot trust your emotions. And the salesman try to make you feel all good about something. You need to buy this. You'd look good in this. I'll tell you what, I can see right now. And you got the whole thing and you're feeling good. You don't, please, do not make emotional decisions. Don't. And our emotions, like I said, they change so much. You, you, you cannot trust them. A week or so ago, I'm walking through the living room. Alicia and Greta are watching Downton Abbey or something. I walk through and they're like, oh, you know. I walk through a few minutes later, they're crying. Walk through again and they're laughing about something. I thought, are you, y'all, you girls okay? And then we're watching TV, you know, and the game's on. We're cheering on our team. Yeah, you know, and we're cheering on our team. And then funny commercial comes on and we're laughing. So we were up here and then we're over here. And then a yogurt commercial comes on with some girl in a bikini. We're not sure where even to look, you know. It's just not fair. All right, I'll get the yogurt. But I'm telling you, our emotions are everywhere. They're everywhere. You cannot trust your emotions. And listen, don't rush things. Well, the sale's over at midnight tonight. Well, if you don't have peace, yeah, but the sale's going to be off. Hey, God will provide in another way at another time. Okay, you don't, you don't make decisions based on emotion or pressure. And then one other one is darkness, darkness. If people are not connected to light, and they may be well-meaning and wonderful people, but if they're not connected to light, I really can't let that guide me. There are people that may have some practical wisdom, natural things, and of course you can move that, you you can uh, work that into the whole equation. But as I told you on the first week of this, you've got to avoid the counterfeits. We don't get our guidance from horoscopes and fortune tellers and tarot cards and and palm readers and all, you, you don't, we don't get our guidance from that. We get our guidance only from the Lord, our God. And then beyond that television, trying to tell you what to do. Oprah telling me, trying to tell me what to do. Every, everybody trying to tell you how to live your life. And listen, if they're not connected with light, if they're not connected with light and listen, they may be wonderful people, well-meaning people, but listen to me for this. They're not sure where they're going and they don't know where you're going. I've got to have my guidance from one who knows me, the one who knows me best, the one who loves me most, get our guidance from him. God is trying to guide you. And he'll guide you sometimes in some clear ways and sometimes in some subtle ways. Sometimes it's going to be loud and dramatic how God would lead you. But I'm going to tell you, I think that that's less of the time. You know, it's kind of like this. It doesn't always have to be loud and dramatic that he's leading you. Because, you know, again, raising five kids, we're driving along sometimes, and I'm thinking when I had all of them in the car, and I go, kids, settle down. And I drive a little bit further, and they haven't. And they go, kids, settle down. And then a little bit later, you want me to pull this car over here? (laughs) 
So that's loud and dramatic, okay? So chances are we missed something a little sooner. But sometimes it is loud and dramatic. Remember Saul, who became the great apostle Paul. And the scripture says that he was breathing out. The language is so strong. He's breathing out murderous threats against the disciples of Jesus. I mean, he was, he was empowered. He was angry. He was passionate. He was, he was trying to wipe out. He was being used and guided by something opposite of what God had intended for him. And Jesus himself, post-resurrection, made an appearance on the road to Damascus. Here's loud and, dr- and, and dramatic. Stopped him in his path. Shined a light so bright that it blinded him. Knocked him down into the road. And spoke out loud to him. The scripture says that the men that were with him heard a voice but saw no one. Guess what? I think everybody got saved that day. <laughs> loud and dramatic. And sometimes God will do some things like that to get your attention. But I want to promise you he's always trying to get your attention. Sometimes it's quiet and almost understated. Elijah, the great prophet, he'd done great things for God, great exploits. He just had on Mount Carmel, called down fire, slew the 450 prophets of Baal. I mean, it was a big day for for the things of God. And now he's off and he's in a cave. He's depleted. He's depressed. And you know how God guided him, spoke to him in a still, small voice. Sometimes it's circumstantial. There's another time where, where the prophet was led to go out to a certain place by a brook. And then later the brook dried up. And we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. And then God had another plan for him. We're going to be looking at that. And so there's a lot of things in between of how God would guide us. The thing is, you need to know this. God is trying to guide you. Don't make it hard. Don't try to make it weird. Don't make it weird. Some, some people think for God to guide me, it's got to be kind of weird. And uh, I observed a... Drifting leaf. (laughs) Moving to the left. Yea, not only the left, it's the west. It's like, cut it out. God knows it's you. God knows how to talk to you. Don't make it hard. Don't don't try for something weird. You You remember Peter on the boat? And I know people talk about, you know, sometimes as believers, as people of faith, we need to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Did you know, if you go back and actually read that, that didn't turn out so good. (laughs) And you know what? Jesus didn't initiate it. It was Peter. He said, bid me come. And that language is kind of strong too. He's like begging, come on. All right, come on, seat yourself. So I I get what people are saying, get out of the boat, walk on. I, I get that. But I think better is thank God for the boat and just go up front in the boat and kind of lean on the edge and drive by Jesus. Jesus, you're awesome. Walking on the water. I'm going to stay with you. Let him do that stuff. But it's not, it, don't make it hard. Just make yourself available. Don't be led by crazy stuff. And realize he's a God who's present and a God who guides. Expect him to guide you. Expect it. Follow him. And that's what you do. You follow him. Let me, let me read this verse. John eight twelve. It says, then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. Watch this. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The word follow, do you know what it actually means? It means to go the same direction. 
So if Jesus is going this way and I'm following him, guess what I do? If he speeds up, I speed up. And you just, you follow him. Following him is not this. Jesus is going to go this way and around there and that way. And following him is not watching him some and then running over here and doing my stuff. And then catching back up with him on Sunday. That's not following him. You want to follow him. And he said that if you follow him, you'll not walk in darkness. That word darkness in, in the New Testament Greek there, it's a range. And it has to do with dimness to obscurity. It means I can't see very good to I can't see at all. But if you'll follow him, follow him, you'll not walk in darkness because he's the light of what? Life. And he will guide you and he loves you. And if you're trying to follow him, he'll wait up for you. And if you fall and you trip, guess what? He said with his right hand, which indicates his hand of power, he'll raise you up. You'll not utterly be cast down. Just show him, God, please guide me. Please guide me. much more to say and that's why we do a series but I just want to finish with this no matter what's going on in your life get personal here no matter what's going on in your life right now no matter where you're at in life right now there is an answer and there is a path and God knows the answer and God knows the path and he's the God who guides and if you're his child he wants to lead you and he will help you in this And I'm so glad that he's an active God, a present God, a God who speaks to us, a God who wants us to know. And I can't emphasize this enough to you. God is trying to guide you. And my job today is just to raise your awareness of that, that you would expect that God would guide you, that you would inspect your life and see that he is guiding you. Did you know he's guiding you? And we miss his guidance sometimes, but sometimes it's loud, sometimes it's soft. Sometimes it's super obvious. And you know what I find in my life? Alicia and I talk about this all the time. How many times we were unconsciously led by the Spirit. We're trying to follow Him and we didn't really notice every detail of it. And and suddenly we find ourselves at a time and at a place exactly where we're supposed to be. Everything lining up just right. And we were unconsciously led. And we see how He brought us from there to here. And we didn't even know it. That's how good He is. He's a God who guides. I pray that your awareness of the fact that he is trying to guide you, I pray that will be heightened today. Did you get anything at all out of this today?